Welcome to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Sarah Hall here. I am a certified health and wellness coach, athletic trainer, mom, and breast cancer survivor. I help women overcome their own mind drama to make mind shifts that open up the possibility for their most empowered and energetic life. And I am Beth Wilmus, author, speaker, and founder of a human investment organization, otherwise known as a nonprofit called Faith Through Fire. Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. All right. Hello. Hello. How's your sleep? <laughs> How's that? very obvious segue i know right <laughs> actually you know what i i saw a joke the other day i think it was one of those you know i'm not a big social media person mm-hmm. but there's this comedian that i like and i forget her name mm-hmm. so i must not like her that much but yeah. she made this joke about how you know you're getting older when the first thing you say to your significant other or your kids is how did you sleep last night and I, I started say that every day. That's what I was. I started laughing because that is the first thing I say to Gary when he and I wake up. I go, uh-huh. "How'd you sleep?" And he's like, "Not great." I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of tossed and turned too." Or it'll be like, "Oh, I slept great." You know, it's like that yeah. conversation. But the dialogue always starts with, "How did you sleep?" All right. So today we're going to talk about insomnia, like what it is. Yep. And then we're going to talk about how it might show up. Yeah. And then we'll yep. finish with what you can do if you're suffering from it. All right. But before we do that, let's cut to our first sponsor. Thrivent is a proud sponsor of Faith Through Fire. Thrivent believes money is a tool and not a goal. The Gateway Financial Group with Thrivent is local to the St. Louis area and can work with you to create a financial strategy that reflects your priorities and helps you protect the things that matter to you, like family and giving back. Please call 314-783-4214 to schedule a free consultation with one of Thrivent's Gateway Financial Advisors. All right, we are back. So insomnia. I'm kind of excited about talking about this. This seems a little weird. It does. Well, I mean, I think it's weird that you're excited about well, it. Well, I'm excited about it because I feel like maybe it's just over the last couple of years I've realized how important sleep is. Oh my gosh, it's so important. It's so important. Do you it's, know? It started though when I learned about how sleep greatly impacts, and I forget what they're called in your brain, but it impacts you getting Alzheimer's. And uh, my grandpa suffered from that, and. I just feel like I really don't. Well, I don't know. Like, I never really I never asked him, how is his sleep? Well, I saw something. (laughs) I read an article the other day that said that there's some studies that say adequate or good sleep is as effective as certain medications. Yeah. Well, there was a whole study about you, like how chemo is more effective or less effective based on the time you get it and the people who got it and had better sleep like it was more effective. So anyway, it's it's a whole thing. But I also think chemo can impact your sleep. Like, oh, yeah. and, and we're going to talk about that today, about how medication can also impact I was going to say, because, so, I mean, people yeah. struggle with insomnia, whether they've been in cancer treatment or not, but it seems yeah. like it really rears its head when you've had treatment. So. For sure. And, well, and stress and anxiety is a big thing. So, so what is insomnia? So insomnia is when you may have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep or getting good quality sleep. So, so my, you might feel like you're asleep for eight hours, but if the quality of your sleep is in the toilet then Mm -hmm. it's still not good so So my dad is one that struggles with sleep and he falls asleep like at a drop of a hat like he lays Mm -hmm. his head on the pillow he falls asleep but guess what like clockwork 3 a.m he's waking up yep yep and actually i was just saying because have you historically had problems with sleep uh not historically but i had a period 
Mm. Yeah. During treatment? Right after. Right after. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I used to have insomnia during treatment because of the steroids. Oh, well, there's that. But, like the that, steroids, but that was very time specific. Very it was time when I was specific. on steroids, mm-hmm. I would stay up till like three o'clock in the morning right. and just be like, I'm not even tired. I could go to bed, but then again, I'd be like my dad. I'd wake up at two or three and uh-huh. I'd have to get up and go watch TV or go do something yeah. and then go back to bed. But it was very tied to the steroid use. Yeah. I have not historically had any problems with sleep whatsoever. Sleep has always been incredibly important to me. Mm-hmm. I was a Nazi when my kids were born about making sure that they they got 12 plus hours a night. Yeah. Like I was the parent that no matter what, they went to bed at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. and they didn't get up until 7 p.m. 7 a.m. Yeah. It was like I was crazy about it because yeah. I wanted to set their sleep patterns yep. super early. Yeah. I never could understand like kids staying up until 11 or 12 at yeah. night because I just knew how important sleep was for me to yep. function well. Yep. So insomnia can happen even if your sleep environment is right. I'm sure this is kind of like a buzz thing right now, but like they talk about having a nice cool room. Oh, geez. And having, you know, your blankets and no light. Like no light is a big one because I feel like for a long time, especially college to probably when I started dating my husband, I always had a TV in my room and I just notoriously would fall asleep to a TV. Oh, no. And, and like Mm-mm. then I'd wake up at some point and turn it off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, did your did you grow up in a house where that happened? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. OK, because that's what I was going to say is that I grew up in a house where it was like complete darkness when you slept. No. And so and my kids were the same way. So they can't sleep with the TV on. Yeah. I can't sleep with the TV yeah. on. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad to fall asleep with a TV. So anyway, so insomnia can happen regardless of your environment. So even if it's, you know, the perfect environment, you might still suffer from it. Insomnia can also get in the way of your daily activities because you're feeling sleepy and groggy um, mm-hmm. during the day. You didn't get good sleep. But what's what I always find ironic when I s- struggled with it is that I might be a little bit more tired during the day. But at night, it was like it felt like the day I had enough energy at night that it felt like it should be the day. Oh, you had your hours mixed up. I mean, maybe, but like what would have made that happen? So insomnia, we can be classified in a few different ways. So transient insomnia is less than one month. Short-term insomnia is between one and six months. So that's probably about what I had about six, no, three or four months, I think. And then chronic insomnia is more than six months. So anything that persists past that. And then when you get into that chronic insomnia, that's where you probably start looking at, like it's going to highly affect your days. So you might be looking at depression. You might be looking at the thing, like the the greater impact that it's going to have on your day. I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but my sister suffers from fibromyalgia and it manifests itself as chronic nerve pain. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you've had chronic nerve pain, it's incredibly painful. So imagine your whole body... You know, your nerves are on fire. Very mm-hmm. painful. But she actually said the worst part of having fibromyalgia is the not being able to sleep. Oh, I bet. She said that if you can sleep, you know, like, but without sleep, when she goes three consecutive days without good sleep, mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's, it's crazy what it does to your brain. I, and your fun- I mean, I know when I get behind just even one night, I feel like it takes me days to catch back up so yeah i think it's interesting too like so what what's causing this right we can talk about whether it was treatment Mm -hmm. you know chemo Mm -hmm. radiation yeah but i think really the underlying part of that is the stress and anxiety that is treatment so i mean it doesn't you doesn't have to be cancer necessarily related it could be any kind of stress any kind of anxiety so do you think it's related to the medications or just the stress that you feel because of the situation Mm, like is it psychological I i mean who knows i guess it depends on the person because for me 
treatment was not like the actual treatment was not stressful because I did I didn't really feel sick from chemo. I mean, I feel like in some of the decisions, it was stressful. Recovering from surgery was obviously stressful. But I think it was just mostly the stress and anxiety of, like, I had a newborn. Was that newborn getting the life that she should have in the first year oh. of her life? I mean, I, it, but for every person, it's going to be different because everybody's situation is different. Yeah, I mean, you had the added stress of an infant. I can't imagine having an infant and going through breast cancer at the same time. I, I, mean, I literally... what it is. So. I know. I, know yeah. I get it. I get it. So, um, so another cause is potentially we talked about it can happen whether you have a good sleep environment or a, a poor sleep environment. That could be a trigger. For I will it. say this though, I sleep so much better when it's cold. Uh huh. Like we keep our thermostat on sixty eight at night. Uh-huh. We have a two story, so if you don't do that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like we're probably sleeping at seventy degrees upstairs because uh-huh. the warm air rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But but <laughs> I have to have the thermostat on sixty eight. What do you guys have yours on? I think ours goes down to 68 at night and then up to 72 during the day. This okay. is the winter. Yeah. 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 But I think that makes a big difference. Like when I stay at a yeah. hotel and, and I can't regulate. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. Yeah. When you're at a hotel and it's too hot and you can't regulate the temperature in the room. I will say I, I do like to run a little bit warmer. I would prefer to kick the covers off. But I also, if I have enough blankets, I can't sleep when I'm too cold. But if I have enough blankets, I don't mind the room around me being cold. And You know, everybody listening to this can relate because you have your system, right, for maximum comfort. Mm -hmm. So I can't wear shorts to bed. Like, I have to have, like, pants on, but they Uh can't be flannel because that's too hot. Oh, my gosh. It has to be cotton. Uh It has to be long pants, but a short sleeve shirt. Can't wear a long sleeve shirt with my long pants. So it's like I have to have the perfect sleep attire. I have to have just the right amount of blankets. I like a chilly nose. Oh my! And a fan yeah. that's directed at my face. <laughs> I feel face. like I need to get you a sleeping tiara. I know, but <laughs> I know what works for me. And when I have yeah. all those conditions, I sleep great. So yeah. when we talk about environment, I mean, I kind of poo poo it because it's like, what a hokey thing to say. But clearly, you've put a lot of thought into it. I mean, I just figured out what works for me. Yeah. You know what I always feel bad about is when people are like, no matter what I do. Yeah. I can't figure out how to sleep. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's always a variable to change because I have also noticed when I don't watch TV before bed and I read before bed, I sleep a lot better. Oh, that's so true. Like it, there, there are little things that I can tweak. I've also noticed I now have like a pretty like it's not rigid, but I have a pretty routine nighttime routine. I have a pretty rigid nighttime routine. There we go. Where I like I wash my face, I brush my teeth, I roll out my feet, and then when I get into bed, I read. Like I feel like when I, all of those steps align and I'm not like rushing through them because I'm trying to go to bed after I watched a movie and stayed up late, you know, whatever, then I feel like sleep is always just better. Well, you also have taken a bold step. You do not have a TV in your bedroom. Yeah. And I would guess that that really helps aid sleep. And probably yeah. your love life as well. Yeah. Because I love to, my husband and I like to watch different shows. Yeah. So we watch uh, some shows together, but then when I'm getting close to bedtime, yeah. he stays up later than I do. Yeah. So I like to go upstairs and I'll watch news or whatever in bed uh-huh. before bed. You And you watch the news before bed? I find, yeah. And that's probably stress, anxiety provoking. <laughs> For you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I... I mean, I know that if I wanted to do better, I could probably not watch television in bed, uh-huh. not look at my screens in general. Because yeah. I'm going to be honest, it's not unusual for me to be in bed, either scrolling my phone, being on my computer, or watching yeah. TV right before bed. Yeah. And I would guess that a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. Very few people don't have a TV in their bedroom. But yeah. You it, know? it is kind of a dying thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So some other causes might be like jet lag of some sort or if you're constantly kind of moving time zones. Shift work, anybody who works kind of later hours, it's hard to wind down after work. Drinking alcohol late actually kind of, I know it's a downer, but it can also kind of like impede your sleep. You don't get great sleep. And then this is a big one, caffeine. If Um, you drink it too late in the mm -hmm. day. And everybody's got a a line that is too late. Some people, it's like, if I drink past 10 o'clock, like I'll be up or, you know, after two, you know, everybody's line is different or, you know, just try cutting it out altogether. Yeah. Coffee for me is usually like noon. I have to stop by noon if I want to sleep well. Alcohol, that's, that's a real thing. Like if I go somewhere and I'm have one or two drinks, Mm -hmm. you know, occasionally, which would be considered moderate, Mm -hmm. you know, I never sleep well that night. Yeah. It's, I don't either. I mean, if you and drink, my brain in, feels like I've got cotton balls. Yeah, if it. you drink in excess, you're gonna pass out, and yeah. then you might be okay until but morning. But that's still not good sleep. No, it's not good sleep. But no. I'm saying like you're not gonna necessarily wake up. Yeah. But when I just have a drink or two, yeah, you know, at an event or dinner, I always wake up not yeah. and or I don't sleep well. Yeah. So yeah. alcohol for me is a big one. Yeah. And then some other important things to know. I thought, and this is gonna kind of lead us into our next part of the conversation is insomnia or the inability to sleep is is rarely isolated an isolated medical condition so it's it's hard to say like well i just have insomnia well then you probably are most likely dealing with something else some kind of mental illness or some kind of addition like added stress and anxiety so rather than it being you know isolated it is usually the symptom of something else that needs to be i mean like that's like my sister my sister had insomnia as a result of her fibromyalgia right you know so looking at somebody's lifestyle and that's another thing that we didn't talk about causes like what is like how are you managing the stress that you have or that and you know obviously the word self-care i i i almost hate that word but like overused but it's it's just like how are you regulating from the stress that's in your life because that if you're not then that is what's you know leading to or potentially having an impact on your sleep here here's something a lot of people can relate to this this (laughs) so when you wake up in the middle of night is your mind racing with your life like are you thinking oh i should have done this or i'm upset about that or i need to do this tomorrow is that what's happening because if so you're probably not managing your stress i mean not even just that but like well yes that for sure but what about stress dreams (laughs) i feel like that's your subconscious bringing forth the things that are stressful in your life. Yeah, I mean everybody. I mean says you don't wake up. Are subconscious. You don't wake up worries. rested from a, a stress dream. No, I <laughs> I tend to have really superficial, stupid dreams. So I guess I just well, don't I feel mean, like they're tied to my stress. But well, I hear fine. what you're saying. Not all dreams are not all dreams are stressful. Well, so the counterpoint that I was going to say is if you wake up and your mind is racing about everything you did or didn't do or whatever, then I think that that's kind of stressful. I have like I wake up in the middle of the night and I don't have a thought in my head, which probably means that I'm really. (laughs) That's nice. I guess. That's a treat. (laughs) But it's like weird because you're like, I get waking up and having a million things running through your mind because you're stressed. It's different when you wake up and you're like. Nope, I'm good, but I'm awake. So then, so what's stopping you from rolling back over and going to sleep? Because I can. Tec- technically, I mean, that's what I oh, do. Okay, so then technically, the definition of insomnia, which I don't know if I said that earlier. Nope, I sure didn't. When I was reading about this, was saying if it, if it lasts longer than thirty minutes, if it oh, takes no. you longer than thirty minutes to fall asleep, if it takes you longer than thirty minutes to fall back asleep when waking up, that is actually the insomnia. No, recently I've been waking up 
on the nose at 3 a.m. I mm-hmm. sit up in bed. I look at the clock. Yep, it's 3 a.m. I lay back down. I turn over. I fall back asleep. Yeah. Okay. So that's not that's insomnia. That's not insomnia. No, that's just an interrupted sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I have never had when terrible I, time with So sleep. when I struggled with insomnia for the couple of months that I did, I would wake up. I'd look at the clock and it would be 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was almost like clockwork every single night when I went to bed. I'd be like, well, I'm going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. And like, and I did. Mm-hmm. It's probably also that I was like putting that thought in my head and then I just did. So, but I would stay up. I would roll over being like, you are tired. Go back to bed. And it doesn't matter how much I told myself that my mind would then just race with like thought after thought after thought. And it would be a thought train. And I'd look back at the clock and what felt like a couple of minutes would have been like two hours. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds like stress. If totally. If your mind's racing Well, it's stress, like but it's also insomnia. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. So so I guess my question, chicken before the egg, does mental illness, anxiety, stress, depression lead to insomnia or does insomnia lead to mental illness, depression? Oh, I mean, I think both. Like it could be either or? Yeah. I mean, there's people who, yeah, I mean, if you're not getting good sleep, I mean, it's definitely going to impact your mental health. And likewise, your anxiety is going to keep you up. So I think it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. So I do want to touch on this because it's like one of my favorite movies and I, I think we're going along on this episode. But Fight Club uh, is a movie and it's actually one of my favorite movies. But he starts out suffering from chronic insomnia, which probably could have been from the fact that he had a mental health disorder. But it causes him to kind of like, you know, slog. I don't know why I wrote that. He, he kind of like went through his days with all these thoughts and it kind of chronicles all his thoughts half asleep half awake he tries to go get help and they're like just like you need to chew on some valerian root and get a good night's sleep or whatever and then so he finds some temporary relief by going and relieving some emotion in support groups until that stops working and then it comes back but it comes back in the form of the woman that he meets who's actually not real it's a figment of his imagination marla singer and he also starts to have multiple personality disorders so in that situation it's like it's still the question did his mental illness, which could have been the multiple personality disorder, come out because of the insomnia and the insomnia led to the, you know, who knows? But anyway, it's just a really interesting movie. So, yeah, I I told Sarah, I said, you're going to have to talk on that point because I don't remember that. <laughs> I do not remember. This. It's, a, it's a deeper movie than what you think, because I feel like most people, when they think of Fight Club, they're like, oh, it's like guys who like made a club and they started beating each other up. But it's actually like has so much to do with mental mental health yeah mental health well i mean i do think i mean that is a question to raise right if you're having trouble sleeping how's your mental health yeah just ask yourself that yeah like do you suffer from depression and anxiety yeah if you do and it's going untreated or it's not working whatever you're doing that's probably not helping your insomnia right right exactly so get to that underlying cause to your point right and maybe you're gonna have a better time of it all right, so before we move on with how this might show up for you, let's do Boobs in the News. Yep, let's do it. Boobs in the News is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the News, Boobs in the News, Boobs in the News. All right, so are you an elf on the shelf, Mom? No. No. And actually, we're not. The kids go to a private Catholic school. Which we're not Catholic, we're non-denominational, mm-hmm. but we're also not Saint Nicholas people either. Uh-huh. So yeah, neither neither of those. Okay, but so, Elf on the Shelf, I was definitely. It's a real thing. It's I so mean, stressful. I, I do feel like we need to put a disclaimer out there right now. If you're listening with kiddos in the car, oh yeah, yeah, maybe abort. 
Yeah, abort. 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 Yeah. Or turn it down or put your headphones in. Okay, so good call. I didn't think about that. So we, I've like kind of told my kids that they're it's not a real thing, and but because they literally saw me pull Elf on the Shelf out of the Christmas decorations this year, and had and when I put her up there, they still like think they can't touch her. But I don't move her every day like some people do. So anyway. what prompted you to want to add another thing to your Christmas repertoire? It was bought for me. Oh, that person. By my need- mother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> yep, that person needs to be shot. Sorry, Kim. That's a bad move, lady. That's like getting the kid the toy with all the, the noise. Yeah, it's all good. She sits up there and she's a decoration. So, okay. So this is a story out of the mirror, our favorite English newspaper. Mum <laughs> creates elaborate elf on the shelf cover story after toy mysteriously loses a limb. <laughs> so basically the gist of the story is this woman puts up the elf on the shelf and then notices, I don't know, from time or or something or maybe a dog got a hold of it that it has lost one of its legs. Oh, that's a that, leg has yeah. gone missing. So <laughs> she said, I completely panicked. It was only one day and he was already so in love. Oh, so it was a brand new elf on the shelf. I was like, oh, my God. I gave her an accent. (laughs) What am I going to do? I didn't have time to go out and get another one. So (laughs) so she comes up with this elaborate scheme. And there's a really cute picture here. But she's got the dinosaurs are like eating his leg off. Oh, my God. And like the kids toy dinosaurs. And so the next day, I guess the kids saw the the dinosaurs and was like, oh, no. Like so they wrote Santa and Santa made a Lego wheelchair for him. Oh my! It's actually gosh. it's a really cute story. So that's cute. Yeah. So way, to, so way then, to think on your feet, mom. Moving forward, then all the scenes had the Lego wheelchair and the and, and the elf on the I shelf. I love the inclusivity. Yeah, it's really cute. And well, that's I. There was a quote in there, and I I didn't scan to find it, but she said, "I knew my son would be you know accept accepting of him, and so we just had to figure out a way to you know work around it." It was actually really cute. I like so everything. Maybe this that, isn't a boob, but yeah, I was gonna say I love anything that has an able-bodied message, right? Yes, like yes. good for mom. Yeah, you're not a boob at all. No, she's not a boob. Maybe I, I will. I just think the whole elf I mean, on the shelf thing is a boob move. Point to the fact that she lost the leg really early in the game. So they did actually find it. They found the leg and like that's when she set up the whole dinosaur thing. So then she had the dinosaur like the leg was laying on the ground. So the whole Uh, scene was like set up like this gruesome eating and I mean that's really traumatic. Yeah. That kid's gonna grow that kid's gonna grow up and be like, remember when Well then I thought, well maybe he won't ever want to play with those dinosaurs anymore. No. Apparently he's okay with it. It's just their nature, Sarah. You can't help it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they got to eat. Just nature. (laughs) There's your bibs. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. We're back. Let's talk about how insomnia shows up. We've talked about it a little bit. So we hinted on this before. So no screens. Well, yes. Well, yes. But how... How does it show up? It shows up whenever it takes you longer than 30 minutes to go to sleep. So mm. if you lay down and your mind just kind of like races and you can't like physically calm down your body. And sometimes, you know, this is obviously you can't lay down and scroll your phone and then blame the fact that you've been up for 30 minutes mm-hmm. on that. So if you can't fall asleep after 30 minutes or if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're up for longer than 30 minutes, that could be a sign of insomnia. And then just obviously kind of having this lack of REM sleep will lead to fatigue. So REM is rapid eye movement. If you're not feeling like really restful when you wake up in the morning, that would be a lack of good quality sleep, which we'll actually be talking about fatigue on our next episode. Oh, interesting. All right. So before we kind of close out with what we recommend, let's hear from our second sponsor. BJC Healthcare is proud to bring you the best medicine close to home. 
In addition to two full-service hospitals, Barnes Jewish St. Peter's and Progress West, community members in St. Charles County and beyond have access to the Siteman Cancer Center in St. Peter's, two convenient centers in the area, and doctor's offices across St. Charles County. Visit BJCStCharlesCounty.org to learn more. All right, we are back. So there's all kinds. I made quite a lengthy list about the things that we can do to help and aid with sleep. And we've touched on a few of them, having a good environment for sleep. Sticking with a sleep schedule, do you kind of have a bedtime? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try not to stay up past 10 p.m. Yep, same, same. 10 o'clock, I start like, you know. Which surprises me about you because you're like a night owl. Like you like to work in the evenings. Well, that's, I liked, I like a 10 o'clock bedtime unless my husband is not home and then I stay up and work late. Okay. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Check your medication to make sure they're not inhibiting your sleep. Yep. Oh, get good activity through the day. Mm. So if you have a day, like if you are an office employee where you sit down a lot of the day, sometimes your body is just not tired. So you might feel that like fidgety, almost kind of like vibrating legs when you go to bed. And that just means you need to get up, like maybe do, I mean, don't do anything intense because that wakes your body up. But if you do some like gentle movement, maybe gentle yoga. If I talking about before about, you know, when to cut off caffeine and whatnot, I can't exercise at night. If I no. like and, and night by night, yeah. I mean any time past three PM, yeah. I will not sleep that night. Yeah. So But you know, so I have I teach yoga to firefighters and <laughs> Some of them, I can tell who doesn't really sleep well because they will literally fall asleep on like as they're laying back onto their back to do like the in the last mm-hmm. pose that we do, which is a stillness on their back and they'll fall asleep every time. And it's like it's because, you know, and they might wake up and, and say, oh, my gosh, I never sleep like that. And it's because we got activity in, we got their heart rate up and then we breathe a mm-hmm. lot. So we take big, deep breaths. We breathe a lot. And their nervous system just needs that, like, almost like a reset. Mm-hmm. And once you give your nervous system that reset, then it's like, okay, I can go to sleep now. So are you saying that if I exercise late afternoon or early evening, it if I if I kind of do that deep breath work and, yes. and kind of tone myself yes. down, yes. then I probably wouldn't have that issue? Yeah, you can't do HIT. You can't do high-intensity right. interval and then expect to go lay down and go to bed. You got to have a you, unwind. You could do potentially a, a HIT and then, and then do a, like a long cool down with a lot of breath work mm-hmm. and then you could be able to, to work yourself into Because I, yeah. I would prefer to work out like during my lunch hour or in the evening. Same. Because in the morning, it's just too tough. You're getting the kids up. You got stuff going on. So magnesium is a smooth muscle relaxant. So if you are kind of that person who... Magnesium makes you poop. It does. It does. But magnesium also like calms your whole body. Oh. So it's something you want to ease into. But magne- it's a it's a drink called Natural Calm. You can find it at most supplement stores. And you don't want to go all out and do the two teaspoons the first time. Otherwise, you will poop your brains out the next day. <laughs> but it will calm your body. And it, I think it works really well. I, I used it a lot when I was pregnant. A warm bath right before bedtime, really, really great, or a warm shower. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. Be especially if you feel like melatonin has worked for you in the past. Melatonin is a, a hormone that's in your body that actual that like, you know, is natural to your body. Some people supplement with it, but you can boost your own melatonin levels by getting up and watching the sunrise in the morning and then watching the sun go down at night it cues your body it triggers your body to like make its own and release its own natural melatonin what about a a lamp a sun lamp sun lamp will work the same especially in the winter for us like when it's cloudy out you can do the same thing yep i mean that's what i do in the morning when i'm kind of doing my meditation reading just to kind of wake myself up i plug in my sun lamp yep i like how you finish like your list says therapy 
Therapy. Just therapy. Just therapy. Therapy yeah. fixes everything. Yeah. Well, those thoughts that are running in your brain, you could just get them out. Well, it's like we said, you know, if you have depression and anxiety, it could be, yeah. you know, affecting your sleep. So yeah. yep. get, get yourself some therapy. All right. That's all we got, guys. Until next time. See ya. Thank you for being a listener of the Besties with Breasties podcast. If this podcast had a positive impact on your journey, leave us a review or consider becoming a supporter. You can donate with the link in the show notes or at faiththroughfire.org. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmus, audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies. Yeah.